You're listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally. Hi, this is Fadi Shamoun, DMO Transportation Analyst, and uh, I'm joined with my colleague, John Stephenson, and we're here to discuss some of the uh, issues raised by investors since the launch of our report, uh, Delivery Dilemma, How E-Commerce is Disrupting Last Mile Logistics. We published this report on Tuesday, December 10. Yeah, we spent the last number of months doing a real deep dive into the last mile and the last mile logistics. And we looked at the emerging business strategies and business models, as well as the various technologies that are applied to this um, this segment of the business. These are all detailed in the report. You know, Fatty, one thing that I think might be great to start off is if you were to summarize the conclusion of the report in one sentence, what would that be? Well, John, I think uh, parcel and courier companies like FedEx and UPS are growing in a market segment where the barriers to entry are much lower than their traditional business, where they have much less pricing power and the costs to serve are much higher. So what this means, uh, we're going to see these economics weigh on operating margins, on free cash flow, and return on invested capital for the foreseeable future. That's really uh, the bottom line. Uh, The feedback on our report has been generally very positive. One of the recurring questions we have received is whether we thought Amazon will compete directly for third-party B2B business or B2C business. Now, we are not forecasting in our analysis any competition from Amazon in a small package delivery business. While it is a possibility, and we raise that possibility in the report, in our base case analysis, really, we view Amazon's dominance in e-commerce and its significant logistic capabilities as the real challenge to UPS and FedEx. Amazon's dominance really allows it to set price and define service terms, thereby really limiting the pricing power available to offset margin declines from rising B2C volumes for UPS and FedEx. We think that there is a good case for Amazon to first insource further the deliveries of small packages, uh, which in itself represent a large risk for the incumbents, particularly UPS, but it could ultimately offer up its network to other B2C players down the road or even B2B players down the road. And that could be probably the um, worst case scenario for UPS and FedEx is that Amazon begins to compete for that third party business, which is possible longer term. One of the recurring questions we received a lot from investors is why UPS and FedEx don't have the pricing power despite their large size in this delivery business. Fadi, that's a great question. What's really happening is as the mix shifts more towards B2C, the supply chain is flexing and it's shrinking. It's getting closer and closer to the customer. So the fulfillment center is now moved into the high-density population centers or very close to it. As well, fulfillment of these orders is happening in stores and department stores and pharmacies, etc. And really anyone can deliver these packages. 
And so what this means is the barriers to entry for this last mile delivery are much, much lower than they were in the B2B world. As well, there's Amazon, which represents about 50% of e-commerce volumes in the U.S. And they are really operating in a way that is a is a limit to pricing increases and that's because they're able to build up their own logistics capabilities and they're doing so in a way that just isn't available to UPS and FedEx because for them for Amazon the Amazon logistics is a cost line item and they don't have to operate uh, as a profitable entity in the same way that UPS and FedEx does. You know, one thing that people mention, investors mention, is isn't industry capacity tight and who is going to build the capacity need to handle the next 100 billion packages worth of delivery? Shouldn't this strong demand drive pricing higher for both FedEx and UPS? I mean, just uh, from your last uh, answer, is uh, you answered this question a little bit as well. The lower barriers to entry are really uh, a reason why we're seeing more capacity enter this market very quickly. But also take this into account. Amazon has in two years gone from delivering 16% of its packages to delivering 50% of its packages. So capacity is coming into the market and keeping up with the increase in e-commerce. And for the foreseeable future, we don't think the pricing uh, equation is going to change much for uh, UPS and FedEx and, and uh, the courier companies. The other question also comes up all the time if we're going to see this capacity being added. If UPS and FedEx can't make it work, who can make it work? Well, first of all, uh, we think that FedEx and UPS will make it work, and they will remain dominant in this business. However, what we're saying is they'll just be less profitable. They'll have lower unit margins as the mix shifts increasingly towards B2C, and we see that condition existing for the foreseeable future. And John, how about the USPS, the Postal Office? If, if they change their pricing strategy, if Congress uh, deregulates some aspect of their business and they're able to increase price, do you think that changes the, the dynamics for pricing in this industry? Well, Fatty, no, I don't. Uh, the USPS is becoming a more and more marginal player with Amazon taking back in-house deliveries. They really don't set the price in B2C or residential deliveries. Fatty, UBS has been able to deliver some very positive operating leverage in the past two quarters despite the growth in residential deliveries. What do you think is driving this, and do you think that that's sustainable? Well, I mean, in the case of UPS, uh, we have seen really a big surge in the next day air volumes, which is a higher revenue per package product. And this has driven uh, positive revenue per package growth for UPS. At the same time, the company is also beginning to show benefits from uh, the ongoing investments in automation and capacity that started uh, two years ago. This has really led to this positive spread where uh, revenue per package is growing a little bit faster than cost per package. We think it is likely to be sustained in the coming few quarters, although I think rising pension costs in 2020 will eat into this opportunity somewhat. But longer term, I think e-commerce doesn't work in the next day network. And ultimately, those volume will shift back to the ground network at a lower revenue per package. And ultimately, we don't really see the unit cost improvement being large enough to sustain margins uh, improvement over the medium term. And Fatty, how would you characterize investor sentiment on FedEx and UPS? 
I think the sentiment is generally very, very cautious. Um, I think investors see this uh, B2C challenge remaining an overhang for these companies for the foreseeable future. Um, and I think ultimately with capital spending remaining elevated and free cash flow remaining uh, at a modest level, the multiple improvement, the valuation multiple improvement for these companies is likely to be uh, under pressure for, for the foreseeable future. So look, overall, there's a lots of development in this space. Fascinating ongoing changes in this last mile uh, logistic market. We will keep following very closely and uh, we will keep uh, updating investor on all these changes. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to contact either me or John if you have any question. You can reach me at 416-359-6775 or you can reach John at 416-359-6855. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Intune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Intune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.